Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. After the great chat I had last week with my friend, the South African-based coach and trainer, Mandy Angelatas, I'm back to flying solo this week. You know, if you've not listened to that episode, I have to say it's a personal favourite of mine. It was an impairing and fun chat. But I'm afraid this week it's just me and my dulcet tones. The theme this week is all about reaching for better, or as I phrased it, upgrading to a better you. Now, there's a bit of a backstory to this topic, uh, and it also maybe gives you an insight into how I come up with themes for episodes. You know, this being episode number 76, I don't know how I do it. Um, But it also shows how important it is to remain open to those sparks of inspiration. If you've been listening to me for a while or are a subscriber to my monthly newsletter, you know that I'm a great reader and, you know, that's above and beyond the book reviews that I include in each month's edition of Next Steps, my e-zine. But I also listen to many podcasts, usually when out walking the dog. And, you know, I know if you're listening to me now, I suspect you're a fan of uplifting motivational type podcasts. Um, And here's some of my current favourites. And I do enjoy the On Being with Krista Tippett, um, her podcast where it's all about interviews with, with interesting, with fascinating people. Um, I also love Meditative Stories, which is a lovely podcast where, again, it's usually someone speaking about an event or a time in their lives. And the, the host of the podcast then maybe poses some questions around that, how we can adapt it for ourselves. Um, I do like the Goop podcast as well, Gwyneth Paltrow's creation. And of course, Unlocking Us with uh, Brenny Brown. A new one I've come across recently, Sugar Calling with Cheryl Strayed. You might know her name. She wrote the book Wild, which was turned into a movie starring Reese Witherspoon. And then, of course, there's the newly created, newly launched podcast by Michelle Obama, which I think is only available on Spotify. Um, But it was in a recent episode of Michelle Obama's podcast where she was talking to a friend, I think it was Valerie Jarrett, and mentioned that whilst we might all want to get back to life as normal, you know, pre, pre-COVID normal, that we have an opportunity to actually reach for something better. And those words inspired me. Um, and, and that phrase for reaching for better got me thinking. It also reminded me of one of my favourite Oprah quotes. You know, all of us are seeking the same thing. We shared the desire to fulfil the highest, truest expression of ourselves as human beings. So the two together got me thinking about how do we reach for better? And my sense is really that we start by looking at being a better version of ourselves. So that was the that's the backstory to this week's episode. I think we all have a sense of when we're at our best or close to our best. Uh, Having said that, we're all works in progress, of course, continuing to grow and expand or at least having the opportunities to do so. I know I feel rotten when I've acted from a place that is less than my best. And that's just, you know, that's not just from an efforting perspective, but from a a loving perspective too. Now, as I always say, our best will fluctuate daily, if not hourly, moment by moment. So we always have to balance it with self-compassion and acknowledging our humanness. But the thought of reaching for better, of reaching for a better version of ourselves, the upgraded model, you know, the alignment with our highest self, is a concept that continues to inspire me. And it's one that goes to the heart of my work when I think about it. Now, if I'm working with, say, interview skills clients, 
you know, they're looking to be- put their best foot forward in the context of their interview, you know, or with clients who are seeking greater levels of career fulfillment, you know, they're looking to step into an expanded version of themselves, you know, to set new goals, more commensurate with their new sense of self or, or what it is that they're reaching for, you know, or even in the context of companies and teams that I work with, it's that sense of liberating a collective potential. So this week, wearing my coaching hat, I've a few questions to share with you, ones that I hope will prompt some reflection and some ideas for that personal software upgrade to a better you. I think when we're seeking to get back to normal, I know for me personally, I'm seeking to, you know, reacquaint myself with those old habits that were known and familiar and gave me certainty, you know, and made me even feel safe. You know, but as I say, I've known that many of those habits are beyond their sell by date. And I've probably known that for a while, but we sort of keep going for the sake of keeping going. Better the devil you know and all of that. You know, I have many habits that no longer serve me. They might have worked once, but they require a refresh. You know, it might even be the, in the area of fitness or eating, nutrition, you know, where perhaps in the past I eat, uh, you know, I reached for, for an easy option as opposed to something more nutritious, you know, in the area of work where ways of work require to re-examine and an update, you know, even uh, relationships, interactions with friends and family. And I think that's all part of a, of a greater trend towards greater consciousness. So we've more awareness in our choices. Um, but as I say, it's an opportunity to, to take a step back, reassess what we're doing and just really question things a little more. That's certainly what I've been doing over the last few months. And I would have shared that in past episodes. So this week, I'm focusing in particular on four key questions to share with you and a few additional complementary questions along the way that will hopefully fuel your imagination and that sense of possibility. So the first question is, what can I do to enrich my life? You know, when we feel under threat or pushed outside our comfort zones, we crave the safety and the security of the known and the routine. I know I'm probably not alone in feeling anxious currently in social settings. Uh, after months of lockdown and working from home, you know, and then at the time of recording this as well, there's the possibility of further restrictions um, or restrictions being reimposed, particularly in the Dublin area. You know, on a daily basis, though, I'm asking myself, what can I do to enrich my life while still adhering to current health guidelines, of course? You know, it's often when our backs are to the wall and we've no choice, choice but to try something new that we find our courage no longer numbed by old habits and routines. Perhaps life is inviting us to grow. So have a think about that over the next few weeks. What calculated risks maybe could you take? When I think of enriching my life, it's always an opportunity to show deeper levels of love towards myself and others. This leads to another favourite concept of mine, that of fueling my soul, something that I've been thinking about a lot in recent weeks. You know, for me, this incorporates connecting with my wells of inspiration and resourcing myself so I can reconnect with enhanced sense of vibrancy, enthusiasm, well-being. You know, in the past, there were certainly times when life seemed like a never-ending to-do list. And I'm always trying to enrich my life by setting the intention of maybe doing less, but being more. In recent times, the stress of COVID and all the challenges that go with that, you know, fueling my soul more consciously, you know, is not just around boosting energy levels and enhanced motivation, but it's around building resilience as well, you know, and aiming to respond more effectively to life's challenges. 
when you ponder your sources of inspiration and the activities that make you feel good on the inside, I always think it allows you to set your intention to give yourself the gift of doing what you love and what fuels you. You know, when I think about what fuels me, most of the activities are free or cost very little, you know, and and the vast majority, too, are sort of health guideline compliant or they can be easily adapted. You know, and they're also synonymous with the simple pleasures in life. It might be going for a walk in nature. That's something I try to do every day just to the park across the way. You might be curling up with an inspirational book, listening to some of your favorite uplifting music, maybe reading a magazine and enjoying it. You know, catching up with a a friend and having a good conversation, you know, having a picnic, even if it's in the back garden, as long as the weather holds. Maybe going for a walk on the beach or a little paddle before the weather really changes. You know, it's also possible to go back currently anyway and visiting museums or art galleries. I always find when I go to those spaces, I just feel the creativity rubbing off on me. You know, it might be even cutting out some images and creating your own vision board. There's many ways that we can um, use our imagination. Um, and that's something that, I, that I'm leaning into myself at the minute. Something else that always enriches my life is disconnecting from technology, at least for an hour or two, or maybe even a day or two or a weekend. You know, let me plug in the phone and the iPad and let them re- recharge whilst I recharge. So that's question one. What can I do to enrich my life? And maybe you just want to think about that in a shorter time frame, even between now and Christmas. Question two, how can I use my gifts for a greater impact and fulfillment? This question presupposes, of course, that we have an awareness of our gifts. But let me take a moment to give you some reminders on how to identify our gifts. You know, clues to these internal treasures are those activities that you enjoy or where you excel. You know, the stuff that comes naturally to you, the skills, the talents. Oftentimes it's the everyday things that you're complimented on or just take for granted because they're so innate to you. You know, it might be a listening ear, baking skills, a particular personality trait, you know, your knowledge of a subject, a musical ear, your resilience, your artistic flair. You know, the list is endless. Different gifts, skills, attributes, they surface at different times in our lives or when we face different challenges. So two more questions to ponder here are, as as a result of COVID-19, what gifts, skills or strengths have come to the fore for you? You know, maybe what yet to developed gift or skill are you open to exploring? When we use our gifts to be of service to those around us, it's reflected back to us in the form of fulfillment. You know, I love this quote. It's, It's from an unknown source. I can't remember the source of it. But it's one that I have framed on my desk uh, as a way to keep me grounded and focused. So the quote goes, I give my gifts generously. My focus is being of service to others. As the impact of my gifts increase, so will the arena I'm given to serve. So I say, I don't know the source of that quote, but it's one that certainly speaks to me. So that second question, how can I use my gifts for greater impact and fulfillment? The third question, the third handrail, as it were, in our contemplation of reaching for a better you or or upgrading some of our habits is what proactive choices can I make? You know, I mentioned earlier that I believe this time of stepping back and reflection is an invitation to be more conscious in our choices. You know, I might even use the phrase to wake up from those unconscious ways of engaging with the world. So I have an exercise for you here, one that I often recommend 
when I'm working with clients. And it's about dissecting different aspects of our lives. You know, think of it like the, the wheel of life exercise. You know, I'm looking at my career, my living environment, my personal relationships, my health. And when you when you look at each of those aspects of your life, we want to determine, you know, what what aspects of my life are the result of conscious positive decisions on my part or what aspects have seemingly just come about by accident or default. So let me give you an example on that. I remember a while ago working with a client who was feeling less than fulfilled in her career, you know, and pondering her career history, she realized that at no point had she made a proactive decision around what it was she wanted. You know, she got her first job because of a family connection. You know, someone else recommended a career change for her when she was in her early 30s and she went along with it. You know, then a contact suggested her for another role. And whilst there's nothing wrong with this, perhaps it can feel difficult to feel fulfilled, you know, in the deepest sense, if you've never contemplated what you were seeking, you know, what would fill you up. As I would see it, it's the difference between being at cause and being in effect or being proactive and living life on purpose, you know, or reacting to other people's agendas. You know, in my own life, if I look at career and relationships and health and family connection and hobbies and spirituality and those different segments of the wheel of life. Um, in the vast majority of those, I would see myself as being someone who's made conscious choices and decisions. You know, I've, I've determined what it is I'm looking for and I've made efforts in moving towards it. Um, the one area that perhaps I didn't was a living environment uh, because I moved in with Brian, gosh, 10, 11 years ago and uh, into a house that he had bought before that, which absolutely fine, and we've turned it into our home. But when I think about it, I hadn't proactively chosen to live in this house uh, to the same extent. Um, but, you know, I'm aware of that, and we're working, you know, on it, and we've turned it into a wonderful home. But it's the only aspect of my life that wasn't something I decided upon in advance, if that makes sense. You know, now, we'll all experience times when it appears that life is happening to us, rather than being an active participant in shaping our reality. And the last six months has certainly been one of those challenging times. But the more proactive we are in our lives, the greater self, sense of self-control we have or autonomy we will feel. And coming through a period where our freedoms were curtailed and where we've had to react to economic and societal change, you know, maybe just even for the sake of balance, you know, ponder that question, where can I be more proactive? You know, of course, sometimes less is more. Um, you know, what I find really insightful is looking at, at dropping things, you know, two questions that I've been reflecting on a lot in the last week or so are, you know, do I really need to do that anymore? Yeah, to think about that, do I really need to do that anymore? You know, when I'm aware of me just going through the normal routines, you know, or do I really need to have that anymore? Because sometimes we're unconscious consumers, you know, do I really need to have that anymore? There are other questions that are worth pondering, you know, in that overall request to make more conscious choices, as it were. The final question to ponder this week is, what can I create? Now, I'm going to open this with a quote. It's a quote that you've probably come across before, as I had, but I, I saw it again recently and I just thought it was so wise and it's uh, it's a powerful quote by President Theodore Roosevelt of the of America it goes back to the early 1900s 
And the quote is, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood and who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who knows at the best, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails whilst daring greatly. These words by President Roosevelt are much quoted. And the last two words, of course, though that phrase daring greatly inspired the title of the Brenny Brown book. You know, today in the echo room of social media, it's never been easier to spread cynicism, doom and gloom, scepticism, judgment, intolerance, or any other variant of fear. You know, online trolls spread their vitriol with conviction, and it takes equal conviction and courage to lean towards love, inclusion, possibility, and creativity. You know, I was reminded recently, too, that in the nursery rhyme, trolls lurk under bridges. You know, but what the world needs now are bridge builders. So if you believe the world could benefit from more compassion and kindness and tolerance, and I think we all do, then we start by building bridges to something new and better ourselves. So in that regard, here's a few more questions to ponder. You know, how can I be a little kinder to myself, to others and to the environment? Where can I show greater tolerance? What can I build that might last? You know, in what arena would I like to serve? How can I be a force for good? How could the people around me be better because of me? Just a few more questions to simulate our thinking. Now, I've one final quote to share with you this week, but a quick recap on those four questions that I'm pondering as we look to make more conscious choices or upgrade some habits or, or that sense of reaching for a better, a better version of ourselves. The first question was, what can I do to enrich my life? Uh, the second one, how can I use my gifts for greater impact and fulfillment? third one was what proactive choices can I make so after a period of having been very reactive and dealing with change that life imposes upon us you know where can I strike a bit of balance and look for making some proactive choices myself and then that last question you know what can I create can I be a bridge builder so one final quote to to close with this week and I shared that one with President Theodore Roosevelt I have another American president that I'm going to to quote Bill Clinton, this is a quote I came across in his uh, autobiography a while back. And he says, who's happier, the uniters or the dividers, the builders or the breakers, the givers or the takers? I think you know the answer. So simple but powerful quote by Bill Clinton. So thank you for tuning in this week. I hope as ever I've given you some food for thought and some time for reflection. Uh, more information about me and what I do and book reviews and blog articles, etc. are all available on my website, jamesweetman.com. So thanks again for tuning in and until next week.